So, you know, we just recently watched through the, the Dahmer series on Netflix. Yeah. And uh-huh. even though I did like it and I'm interested in the subject matter, of course, you know, I'm sure that did open or reopen a lot of old wounds for people that are still around surviving Absolutely. the traumatic events that, you know, surrounded that entire case. Of course it did. Yeah. But it did give me an idea. Okay. Okay. All right. Because sometimes time will heal a wound, and sometimes laughter is the best medicine, okay? Uh, all right. I'm with you so far. Okay, so trademark dead and lovely. I'm, I'm claiming it right here. Okay. I have an idea for something that we can do. Maybe on down the road, a little revisionist history, you know? I mean, Tarantino's done it. We were all okay with it then. Yeah, absolutely. Just to kind of smooth the events over, maybe just put... Just a little smirk on it and just have a little fun with the whole thing, you know? Yeah, okay. So what what's what's your idea here? So I'm thinking we have a movie where, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer and his dad, Lionel, you know, Lionel had a lot of those same compulsions for, you know, anatomy and roadkill and all these other kind of dark things. Okay. Uh, obviously, he didn't follow through on them like Jeffrey did, but I think that there's another version of this story where those two can kind of... You know, find it out about each other that they both have these connections, these somewhat morbid but harmless connections. Sure. And they can kind of bond over them, and maybe they go on, like, like a fun road trip across America, like collecting roadkill and stuff, but then it's also, you know, it's one of those deals where they end up in the middle of some wacky scenario they don't even know they're at the heart of. Uh-huh. And it's just kind of a fun, you know, uh, comedy of errors kind of thing. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, maybe, maybe there's like a hunter who's evilly like hunting these animals, but they keep catching the like getting the corpse before the hunter can get to it. Sure, there's some kind of yeah. fun way to wrap it up in that. And I'm kind of thinking for like a title, we call it Dom and Dahmer. <laughs> it's good, right? Dom and Dahmer. Dom. And Dahmer. Yeah. It's kind right. of fun. All right. Okay. But I do need a a side romance story where Dahmer keeps running into a sex zombie along the way. <laughs> where just he's just full like, overboard with it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Where, where he's just like, he runs into the sex zombie and the sex zombie's like, sex or whatever. And he's like, no, no, I have to, I have to deny my compulsions. <laughs> In the end, he learns, you know that you should uh, you should uh, go you know go ahead and have that sex zombie. I don't know. Okay, okay. You know what? Sure. Why not? Sure. Let's just go with it. Let's have <laughs> yeah. fun with it. All right. Either way, we're claiming that title and that storyline right here on the newest installment of Dead and Lovely. Here with those with the most, it's me, your good buddy Uncle Ben, and me, Yankee ass Steve, and me, your good buddy Uncle Ben. Wait, are we repeating that again? Are we already doing that again? Whoa, it's like a time loop, isn't it? What? Mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) That's because here on today's episode, we be talking about a happy birthday to you. Death day. Death day. God damn it. Can I try that again? We're talking about harpy Darth day to yar. (laughs) No, no, no. Try it again. Harpy Darth Day to Yar. Uh, Is that right? All right. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll go with that one. That one's good. Okay. You know what? I'll go with all three. 
<laughs> yeah, just keep it. And, of course, if you want to get straight on to the movie review portion, there's a timestamp for you in the episode description. And I'm going to tell you that because this is going to be one of those episodes where there's a lot of talking before the movie review. Because, dude, I'll tell you, I've had, a month, I've had a month of a week, dude. Oh, and yeah? even just Saturday itself might have counted as a week of a day. You want to go ahead and crack into a beer or something? You know yeah, what? Holy fuck. I need that. About I definitely yeah. need that. Yeah, you know what? To open up, I need to open up a code one. Yeah, I'm uh <laughs> I'm going to be drinking on a Rogue Honey Mama's Santa's Private Reserve. This is a stout. Excuse me. With natural tahini, tangerine, and chocolate flavors. Wait, tahini? Yeah. You heard that right. What? Yeah. Does it have natural tangina flavor in there? It's got a little tangina in it, yeah. <laughs> this beer is clean. <laughs> yeah, we picked uh we went to uh Costco yesterday as we, you know, as I said, we we came here with nothing, so we had to kind of pick some things up. But uh mm, what an American story. You're living the American dream. Just coming here empty-handed, finding your way, spreading diseases. <laughs> We have been doing that. I uh, yeah, I, I brought along all sorts of East Tennessee viruses, <laughs> native to your homeland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought a little of that East Tennessee meth, maybe get people connected. Good stuff. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what. That beer that ain't no joke. Yeah, it's not kidding around. It's a serious beer. It's a serious beer. Yeah, I did. I do taste the tahini. I taste the chocolate. I like a rogue. They do a good beer. So I have one here that Kate picked out from Corks in Knoxville. This is a beer by Prairie Artisan Ales, which oh, is a okay. brewery that has a, a smashing track record on the show. They Absolutely. have provided us with many delightful beers, but I've not had this one. This is their pumpkin pie treat steve oh okay i love pumpkin pie okay this is going to be unique it is a sour ale with pumpkin pie spice blend and toasted marshmallow flavor five and a half percent but the fact that it's a sour is interesting like i think i've had maybe one other i think we did it on the show maybe last year or the year before that was like a sour that was pumpkin pie flavored, but it just kind of had a nice tang to it, and it was okay. Right. I do remember this. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was kind of skeptical about this, but Prairie usually makes a fine product here. Let's uh, let's settle our whiskers in it and find out about it. Ooh. Is it doing, oh, is it dude. doing a thing? Yeah. Okay. Dude. Oh, damn. That is good. Okay. Holy cow. Like This is borderline one of the best like pumpkin pie-related Oh. beers that i have had period okay damn that is good man and it's, there's something about the uh that marshmallow toasted marshmallow flavor in there too it's kind of giving me a little whippy cream on top of the pie Ooh, i like that Woo! it ain't bad whatsoever man and this is good too because i didn't have me no pumpkin pie over the thanksgiving weekend that we just had man did you have you any pie i did not we you know we were in um an airbnb uh which you know absolutely great kitchen um we just didn't have all the things you would need to necessarily make everything i did end up making uh mac and cheese i made uh sweet potato casserole which was really good i made a corn casserole which was anna's mother's recipe and i had never had it before and it was fucking awesome really good stuff um 
but we, you know, uh, didn't get to do like turkey or a chicken or anything. But I did make a creamy white chicken chili for Thanksgiving. Mm, and nice. it was really good. I that was good. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Now, you said you're in an Airbnb, but from what I understand, it is indeed landlocked. Is that not correct? Were you really upset um, when you showed up and you're like, yeah. it is not in the air whatsoever? Yeah, you do have to. Uh, like, there were stairs up to the, the porch. Yeah, but it's connected to the ground. Yeah, that's. I think they were thinking, oh, it's it's floating in the air. And it's like, no, 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 it's on that. It, it's sitting on the, the, the foundation there. Yeah. Yeah, you could yeah. pretend, I suppose. It's like you walk oh, up I the did. stairs and yeah. you look at the windows and you're like, oh, it is this, it's as if I'm suspended five feet in the <laughs> yes, air that's, in this yeah. B&B. Are we in a blimp, I say? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Man, they should be more honest, dude. It is a land B&B. They should, they should also do maybe like uh, water B&Bs. <laughs> Maybe subterranean B and Bs. I don't I think know. Water B and Bs probably are a thing. You probably can get an Airbnb that's just a boat at the dock. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. What about a vapor B and B? What is Ooh. that like? Holy shit! They vaporize you, but it's I think so. Like, like it's like sleeping somehow. Okay. That's All right. nice. I'm interested. Sounds I'm good. Interested. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you had yourself a nice, cozy Thanksgiving feast. We did. We had it. We had a good time. And as you know, we we watched so many movies. But let's get into the hell of a week you had, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, <laughs> holy shit! Like, I know that you've been moving and going from Airbnb and moving into your apartment and stuff. Without I know anything, that that is yeah. a <laughs> yeah. I know that that's obviously not an easy week or anything. But man, it has been just a a hell of a week over on these parts. So, you know, leading up to Thanksgiving, we knew that going into it, Kate's mom was having rotator cuff surgery, right? right? Mm -hmm. The day before Thanksgiving. So it was like, okay, she's not going to be able to go to the family thing. We'll just go and be there and sit with her and stuff and just have a chill time. We'll bring stuff to make fuss. She's going to be on pain pills and stuff. Just take it easy. It'll be a quiet time, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So that was the plan. We wake up, we do our little breakfast and stuff here, kind of preparing for our day. And then like a few minutes before we leave, we get a phone call that Kate's dad has like severed two fingertips. Huh. <laughs> How? What? He was making scalloped potatoes, right? And he was slicing the potatoes on a no. mandolin. The yeah, mandolin, dude, just, fuck, of course it's a mandolin. Fuck a mandolin, dude. Uh, just lost eye contact with the motherfucker, and yeah, his, his thumb oof. and first finger just cut the fucking oh, tips off geez. into the fingernail and shit, dude. Like, oh, nightmare fuel, no, right? And, no and he had to drive himself to the ER because <laughs> yep. we weren't there, yep. and Gobby had one arm and was on pain pills. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. That sucks. So by, by the time we got over there... You know, everybody was there and laid up and in horrible, agonizing pain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, you know, it was a joyous, joyous occasion, of course. <sighs> Blood everywhere, absolutely everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Very festive. But some I will say potatoes, though, though right? <laughs> okay, I was going to say, the scalloped potatoes, though, the ones that they got the blood off of, right. were so good. They were hey, man, so good, it. dude. Worth it. <laughs> Maybe, you know? I told him I was going to learn his recipe, but not follow it exactly. I'm going to do my own twist on it. <laughs> yeah, maybe not slice off part of your finger. Right? 
much. I will tell you though, I that was sucked. I was definitely eating the potatoes and noticing the thickness of the slices and going, this is how much came off his finger. Chomp, chomp, oh, chomp, chomp, chomp. yeah. You know? Ah, fuck, man. It's like, thank God he wasn't fucking, you know, using the, the big guard on that motherfucker, right? right? Oh, God damn, man. <laughs> like, I, listen, I, like, I don't use a mandolin. Like, I just... I don't I, either. I feel so much safer with a knife all the time. I can control it more. Fucking, fuck a mandolin, man. Get that shit out of here. I know, right? I'm yeah. the same way. Like, I'll avoid using those tools and shit, partially because I just hate washing the fucking things, yeah, too. Yeah, that sucks, too. Absolutely. But also, yeah, the, the hazard factor there. So, yeah. it was uh, it was an eventful Thanksgiving. Went and saw my brother and his wife and kids and stuff, too, so that was cool. And, yeah, came back and just tried to tried to chill out, decompress and stuff a little bit. And that worked. Um, that, that worked, and Friday was really chill. And then Saturday happened, Steve, oh. and so many things happened Saturday. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, Steve. Saturday so morning cartoons. You had pancakes. You relaxed, right? Man, that sounds like that is not at all what happened. <laughs> nope. Oh, shit. So okay. <laughs> I was excited about Saturday because we had uh, a Skank Banger show on the books. Uh-huh. And, you know, weekend after Thanksgiving, everybody's in town. Uh, college kids are getting back in town. It was set to be a really big show. Sure. Um, I was really stoked about it. So we had some stuff to do in the morning. We had ourselves like a, a late brunch. We ordered brunch from a local restaurant. We were just sitting there on the couch enjoying our food and watching an episode of Supernatural and sitting there with the dogs and stuff. It was like, okay, cool. And then so many things happened at once, Steve. So many fucking things. Oh, boy. So for one... Our bass player lives in Asheville, so a lot of times whenever he oh, comes down okay. to play shows, he'll stay over in my studio. Okay. Well, the hot water in the studio suddenly quit working. Oh, shit. And I was like, okay, so after a skank show, you know, you're going to want to take a shower, so he's going to need to use our shower in our living apartment, so shit, I haven't cleaned that thing in a while. I got to go scrub that thing down uh-huh. before I start loading out for sound check. Okay. So it's like, okay, I got to clean this shower, clean this bathroom and stuff before I start loading up for sound check. And then also at the exact same time, we got a text message from some painters that we had been trying to contact that are going to paint the ceilings in our living apartment because we're repainting the walls and stuff finally. Oh, uh, hiring okay. that out because last time when we painted the ceilings in the studio, it gave me horrible carpal tunnel. And I'm like, I'll never do that shit again. Right. I thought so you meant these, you hired someone like to to paint like the Sistine Chapel. I, I now that'd be sick, right? <laughs> that'd be like, fucking cool. It's like what? The, what, are you, what are you gonna get? What types? <laughs> what types of stuff? Not Bible stuff, I assume. <laughs> Come over here and paint that Sistine Chapel over yonder. <laughs> <laughs> I want somebody to get the Sistine Chapel painted on their ceiling. <laughs> Yeah, like they completely didn't get it. They were like, oh, <laughs> you have that painted on your ceiling. I get it. <laughs> Me <Anyway>. too. You <laughs> know what I mean? So it's like, oh, shit. Got to clean our bathroom. We got to um, get ready for, you know, move furniture and shit out of the way because these guys are painting the ceiling. So you got to move everything out that you can, move things away from the walls, all the heavy furniture, all that shit. And also, I was like, shit, I got to start loading out for the show so I can make a sound check, right? Right. So Kate and I jump out of the uh, yeah off the off the sofa, start doing all this stuff. I'm loading all my gear down the steps and all that to go load out for the show. Mm-hmm. As I'm just finishing up, Kate is like, "Hey, you know that piece of cake that we got with brunch?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Did you eat the whole thing?" And I was like, "No." 
And she's like, well, I found this empty container in the living room of this raisin spice cake that we had ordered to go with brunch. Uh Uh-huh. You didn't eat all of it? No. Well, that means fucking Darla, our brand new dog that we just got two weeks ago, ate the whole fucking thing. (sighs) And they cannot have raisins. Fuck no, they can't. Dude, here's the thing. Like, our dogs that we've always had have been very well trained to not eat people food and to okay. not snatch stuff off the table, not snatch stuff off a plate. It's like, I know for sure I could make a steak dinner and leave it on the table, go see a movie, come back and it'd be intact. If it was Turkey and Zora, they mm-hmm. wouldn't touch it. Whoever had Darla before us, cause keep in mind, Darla is three years old and has lived with other people before us. Definitely fed her from the table, definitely fed her people food. And she's not learned not to do that yet. Okay. We're just not used to that. I know that makes us sound like irresponsible pet owners, which, I, I mean, that, yes, we, we, we are. We could have taken care of that, but we're just not that used to doing like that. That doesn't make you sound like an irresponsible pet owner. Well, thanks, man. I feel like a jerk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. So, while we were just, you know, getting up and rushing around and snatching all this stuff that we needed to do, Darla ate the whole fucking thing. Yeah. So, that's bad. That's very fucking yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. So... You know, Kate tries to get her to throw up by giving her hydrogen peroxide, which you have to measure out by weight of the dog. She Mm -hmm. does it all right and stuff. So apparently that doesn't work with every dog. Right. So she didn't throw up. Uh Uh-huh. And so the plan is, is like, okay, load the car up, go to sound check, get the car back, and then Kate will take Darla to the animal hospital to make him induce vomiting. So I load all my stuff into my car. And as soon as I get all my shit in my car, I get a message in our band's group Facebook chat from our vocalist saying he's been in a horrible car accident. Jesus Christ. With his <laughs> wife and newborn baby in the car. They were sitting in standstill traffic and some teenager distracted just creamed him going full speed. Fuck. The baby's like, you know, they, they need to have x-rays and stuff done on the baby. Mm. Our singer's neck was all fucked up from whiplash and all this stuff. Yeah. It's pandemonium. It's like, can we even play this show? The answer is no, we can't make this show. You can't. I mean, dude, you know how we fucking perform and stuff. Right. If you have yeah, a possibly like, broken neck, you can't fucking no. do that. So, mm. you know, in addition to all this other shit that just happened literally within the past 40 minutes... Now, also, our show is canceled, and I start loading the gear back in the house. Kate takes Darla to the vet, where they induce vomiting. And then they give us the rundown on just how bad raisins are for dogs, Steve. Extremely bad. I knew that they were bad, Yeah, but I didn't know the extent. Steve, I'm going to tell you. Let's hear it. I've heard these stories about these people that do these things where they're like, I started with a paper clip. And I turned it into a half a million dollar yacht. You know those stories? Yes. Uh huh. Did you know that you can take nine raisins and turn it into three thousand dollars? Because you can, real easy. But the deal is, is that it's it's very much like real estate, Steve, where right. it's all about location, location, location. You're because right. nine raisins in your pocket. That ain't worth a dime. No, nine not raisins at all. in a dog. That's now worth that, three thousand dollars. That is high value. Uh-huh. Yes. 
We're recording this late on a Tuesday, and we just got her back. That happened Saturday, and we just oh, got her back because poor little girl. I'm telling y'all, like again, I didn't I didn't know about all this stuff. She's fine. Her levels and stuff are looking good. They kept her an extra day just to be cautious about it, which I'm totally okay with. Yeah, and I'm just bitching about the money to be funny. I would right. spend all that money three times over, even though I've known this dog two weeks. Right. Money fucking comes back. Your pets don't. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you spend on them. You can always make more money. I'm just joking around about that and just sure. not sound like a superficial dick. I just want to clarify. <laughs> right. <laughs> but dude, I, I didn't know. So did you know That's that the a- entire mechanism for like why raisins and grapes make dogs sick? They don't even know how it works or why it works. Huh. It's also totally random where they've not pinned down as far as like grapes from certain regions or certain varieties won't make certain dogs sick. It's completely, I've just been calling it raisin roulette in my head. Like it makes (laughs) no sense. So like, honestly, if you're listening, your dog, your cat, your ferret apparently eats any quantity of raisins. Do not take it lightly. Like this is a completely random thing that can, even in very small doses, randomly shut your dog's kidneys down and yeah. kill them. Yeah. Take it seriously is Absolutely. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it seems like one of those very innocent things, too, which is like, you know, giving your dog some uh, vegetables or, or fruit. It's a good little treat, you know. We, we give Salem uh, stuff that she loves to crunch on. She likes Oh, we give him broccoli, green. carrots yeah. all the time. Lo- it's great for him. She loves all that stuff. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it just seems so innocent, but yeah, they're, they're very deadly. It, 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 it takes a little bit of Googling, but if you have an animal, you have a pet, just always Google if you're going to give them anything because you never know what it's going to be. Yeah. No, you never know. And it's totally, totally random, man. So thankfully she's back. She just got home and stuff a second ago and she's getting back at it and all that jazz. So we're very happy to have her home, but God damn, dude! It has been a a hell of a that week. That sucks. We uh, <laughs> definitely haven't had that many adversities. We um we still we moved into our apartment yesterday, and if this recording sounds a little empty, it's because our apartment is is pretty empty. Um, this is more of a uh, a house made recording than a homemade recording. I yeah, yeah. Currently, yeah. this we are we are in a house yet yet mm. to have become a home. I um, see. But we have we have had some luck. Uh, our uh, awesome listener Jason Morjohn, who has sent us beers in the past with his pal Miles, um, he let us borrow a a self inflating queen mattress. So that's been helpful. When uh, you inflated it, did you go yas queen yas? Yeah, uh huh. It did do that. In fact, it did it the entire night, which I found distracting. <laughs> yes. But there's no way to turn that setting off. There's only a way to make it louder. That's it. <laughs> yo. <Yeah. laughs> um, so yeah, and we we went to Costco and and kind of tried to. We didn't want to buy a bunch of stuff that we already have, but then there's some stuff you you just can't not have for a week. So yeah, you're waiting all for all your stuff to show up. It's yeah. still in that storage container and all that. Yeah. 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 So we, we had, I had to buy like an all purpose, you know, a, a pan that I can sear some meat in while also having a lid to maybe make some, some rice in or whatever. But mm-hmm. we, we picked up all the, the basic essentials that, that we need to get by. Uh, other than that, we, uh, 
we basically just have yeah bare, bare rooms and um a, a pretty well stocked kitchen though we we did pick up a lot of food so we're, we're gonna be okay did you pick up some interface holy shit yeah so oh my god all <laughs> right so here's the deal <laughs> The uh, in case you don't know how how microphones work, they're USB mics that you can plug directly into your computer, and I've used those in the past and had some issues. Um, and then there are you know uh, the other mics that require an interface, uh, and that interface is so essential. Uh, you don't want it to break. You certainly don't want to plug it in and then see the lights come on and see them go off forever. Uh, it's not but, a good sign, no. Yeah, but that is what happened a few hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> when we were supposed to be recording. <laughs> right. So, luckily Portland's an awesome city, and I just had to look up music store. Found out there was one a mile away, thanks uh, fucking Portland, Portland Music store i don't know what it's called anyway <laughs> very portland generic music. name not imaginative yeah. okay <laughs> uh, where are we portland what are we selling music, music. yeah portland music <laughs> fuck it uh yeah but i was able to go in there and get this new focus right um um uh, interface so that we can record i also <laughs> we also did have one issue um we woke up at our airbnb to check out like you know we we need to check out and come to our new apartment and we had the problem of uh, Anna and I came across the country without Emily, so we packed the car for you know two people. So every bit of space was used. So when we packed the car that morning, and Anna, Emily, and I needed to get to our new apartment, there was no room. Ooh! <laughs> so I take a um, I took a lift to the apartment while they go to get the keys. Well, the problem is. Apparently, we didn't have the like confirmation number for our like some utility or whatever, and they couldn't give us the keys until we had that. And Emily oh, was on. on hold with them for an hour. I didn't expect any of this to be happening, so I was wearing a a little like thin long sleeve shirt and shorts, and it was forty degrees. <laughs> and tight. I- Yes, so I'm outside in 40-degree weather for over an hour. I walked to a taco time, had some taco time, pretty good, uh, and and just sat in taco time and watched the World Cup for a while. All right, there you go. Yeah, until we uh, had the keys to our apartment. Yeah, it's been an interesting few days, (laughs) but nothing near what you dealt with. Woof. Woof, man! I'll tell you, I'll tell you, something or another. It was a, it was a real week. Yeah, tell you that. Let me tell you, this beer, by the way, since it's warmed up a little bit, I'm tasting that tangerine, and it tastes like a chocolate orange. Ooh, which I, I bet love. that's awesome. I love a chocolate orange. So, yeah, dude, awesome. it is the season for that shit as well, man. Uh, I've had time to watch just a few things this week. What oh, have you I've been watching? A ton, on? dude. We, because we. We spent time walking around, but we were in uh, Northeast, and we we live in Southeast, so we were we were getting to know that area, which is all, uh, the area we were in was awesome. It was near a lot of like uh, food trucks and and uh, uh, breweries and stuff. So walking around there was fun, uh, but other than that, we didn't have much to do except for Emily going to work. So we we just watched a lot of movies and. 
I'm I'm gonna try to blow through them pretty quick, but there's there's some I need to talk about for sure. Uh, we watched on Thanksgiving. We watched planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh yes, it's awesome. I mean, we talked about it last week a little bit. It's an awesome movie. It's a great movie. Love it. Train rums out of Stubville. <laughs> Man, great one. It's so good. I I love it. I love John Candy. Just just a great movie. It also took me forever to realize that that guy that says like, "Listen, you're a hog or a cattle," yeah, is the the dad in Trick or Treat. It took me forever to realize that it's that guy. Holy shit! Yeah, I gotta help didn't you with the eyes. That either. Okay, that <laughs> and he's also in like happiness, all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, we we then started on some Christmas movies. Uh oh, Krumbus. Listen. I remember growing up that they always played a Christmas story marathon on either TBS or TNT uh, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So okay. yep, yep. we watched a Christmas story. How'd that treat you? You a fan? Yeah, I love it. I've loved it forever. Always been one of my faves. Still great. I have no problems with it. Are you going to watch that new one? I hear it's I hear it's good. I will check it out, but I'm not like rushing to. Yeah, I'm sure I'll get to it. Yeah, it can't be as good as the first one, right? Like, there's no way, no yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, but then we got into some more uh, Christmas stuff. Silent Night, Bloody Night. Have you heard of this one? Silent Night, Bloody Night. So I know Silent Night, Deadly Night. Which one's Bloody Night? Okay, so this one precedes even black christmas for oh. uh christmas horror this is 73 i believe hmm and um there it is it is good i liked it there there is a part of it that is like a flashback that is this sort of sepia toned movie it's like a separate kind of movie going on and it is so good that I wish the entire movie was that. Hmm, <laughs> like, okay, yeah, it's it's definitely worth watching, uh, especially since it's it's Christmas time and might as well watch some Christmas horror. Uh, but then we we also got out of the horror zone. We watched a little Scrooged. Oh, fucking classic, man! Damn. Yeah, still great, still fun. Uh, then we also watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. One that you historically have said that you don't really like, Scrooge. I still don't think it's great. It's God, fine. God, it's the best, dude. It's fine. It's a fine movie. Endlessly quotable. This, Endlessly. Is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, here's the thing. Chevy Chase, uh, like, okay. <laughs> Chevy Chase is infamously an asshole. And yes. his humor is... I'm an asshole, but the idea is like, oh, but actually he's not, but it, actually he is. Um, he's playing a part, but he's not. But he's not, right. Yeah. This, the the entire premise of the movie is that a rich guy didn't get his bonus, so he doesn't get his pool. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm glad okay, you don't get Okay, all right, your pool. all right. 
when you put it that way yeah this guy who can afford to put up his entire family for like yeah two weeks before christmas or whatever and has (laughs) plenty of everything doesn't get his pool wow 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 yeah it's like john hughes imagined like what would it be like what's a modern day idea of a bob cratchit you know what, what if a would guy be the who lived in the richest area of Chicago couldn't get his pool? You know? Dude, okay. So speaking of Bob Cratchit, so honestly, uh-huh. you kind of just drew an amazing comparison to something that Kate just told me the other day. Yeah. So apparently, adjusted to inflation, uh huh, Bob Cratchit made about thirteen dollars an hour. Uh huh, and. Around like twenty seven thousand something dollars a year. Okay, and that was the idea of someone living in absolute deplorable poverty. Yes, and it's like, dude, that is like so fucking many people now. So (laughs) many people make way less than that. (laughs) Yes. Oh, absolutely. So, man, absolutely. So. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So that's that's that. Like, if you are I, around that level or below, you are below Dickensian poverty. Are you saying this is fucked? Are you saying that the Koch brothers need to be visited by three ghosts, or because <laughs> I can imagine three people visiting them and maybe solving some problems, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't uh, really watch this one much, but I did see the last fifteen minutes, and I have seen it before. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street and I always forget like how comically outrageously cartoonish the villain is and how Okay, now wait. Miracle on 34th color or black and white? Oh, one? the color, the 90s one. The John Hughes one. I, we watched a lot of John Hughes movies. Ty, we watched the black and white one, the OG the other day, oh, which yeah, I, okay. I love. I watch that movie about every year. Okay. Uh yeah, no, I mean I I like I like both versions. Um, I don't think I've ever seen the color one. You haven't? No. Check it out. I mean, it's it is a kids movie. It is very much like the villain is like oh, I fucking hate Christmas, Rah! Uh And and the the <laughs> he says fucking a Christmas movie yeah, for kids because that's how much he fucking hates it. He doesn't care what kids think. Um, <laughs> and then like the ending is like a judge declaring Santa Claus is real. <laughs> Like what? What the fuck just happened? Uh, <laughs> but it's still fun, and it's got the the cute little girl from Matilda. So yeah, I was gonna say I thought it had her in there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need to watch it, man. I need to watch it. Um, we also watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the nineteen sixty six original cartoon. Oh yeah, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. love it. I, I I just I will always love it. It's, it's that's great. classic. It is. It is a classic, and I do just love how much the the song is just you're a fucking piece of shit why don't you fucking die he's an absolute bastard he's a fucking little prick mr grinch of course he's grumpy jesus you should eat a goddamn shit sandwich <laughs> everyone hates you kill yourself it's brutal he's mean <laughs> Yeah, and the song is about how he's mean. <laughs> anyway. Um, this is like from the generation that brought you Oscar the Grouch. He lives in a trash can on the street. You piece of shit. Yeah. Pity guy, him. Of course he's grumpy. This guy's not included in our society, meanie. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, but uh, beyond that, we also watched So I Married an Axe Murderer because it's great and been wanting yeah. to watch it for a while. Good yeah. reason to do it. Yeah, uh, it's still funny. Still fun. Phil Hartman is the best part, I think, of the entire movie. You know, he's the he's the tour guide of the the when they're on uh, the whatever that prison is in San Francisco. Damn it, that the one. one. That one. You Alcatraz. Know one. Damn it. Yes, that's it. Alcatraz. What a fucking treasure that guy was. God damn. Yeah, so funny. Um, And then, worth talking about. We watched the movie Smile, Ben. Okay, I'm wanting to hear about this because I've heard a lot of people saying that it's pretty awesome. Like, I've not seen oh, it. I don't know anything about <laughs> it, man. So, I'm intrigued. Oh, um, I mean, okay. It's fair to have an opinion. Um, <laughs> what a sentence that is. That yep. is a sentence that says nothing. <laughs> it is fair to have an opinion. Have you seen It Follows? I love It Follows. Yeah, yeah. What if that was bad? <laughs> so what if it was It Follows but not any good? Yeah, what if, what if it was that and also there was like somehow accidentally probably an underlying message of like maybe you should kill yourself i think it wouldn't be as good of a movie (laughs) yeah am i missing something it wouldn't would it it would suck it would suck bad especially if it was clear that somebody set out to make a movie about how suicide is kind of contagious and like you know um you know we, we maybe uh, you know, you need people around you who understand and stuff like that. But then the person who got that script was like, "Ooh, I don't like all that. I like how suicide's contagious. And like, you know, maybe we'll like show a bunch of the suicides and that'll be like cool. Edgy. Fun and edgy. <laughs> yeah. Well, You're not selling me on this one, man. No, no, it's not fun. I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. Found it bad. <laughs> There's some good there's some, there's some good imagery moments in it for sure, especially like at the end there was a really cool moment that I was like, well that looks cool, um, but yeah, I did not like it at all. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> on Friday night we watched a movie called Home Sweet Home, which is apparently a Thanksgiving horror movie um, that I had never heard of, it, it, and I guess I saw while watching it. I guess it is Thanksgiving, technically. Um, it was not great. Now, when you say we, you mean because you are legion. Also, yeah. Well, one, yeah, because I'm, yeah, I'm possessed by several spirits. But also, it was the screaming chat Friday night oh, okay. on the screaming chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we on our Discord Sweet server, mm-hmm. and it started out with a bang, which made us think like, oh, maybe this is going to be good. And then it was just like, oh no, it's going to be boring for a long time now. Boom. Aww. Yeah. So that wasn't great. But then also on Sunday, we watched a movie called Countdown, which was Countdown. Yeah, which was bad. But like, I think we all kind of had fun with how bad it was. It was entertainingly bad. Is it based on the John Coltrane jazz standard countdown, which is incredibly complicated? Yeah, uh that was it. Uh (laughs) I mean, honestly, it's like if if I got called on stage and it was like, hey, Uncle Ben's here, let's jam on Countdown, and a one, and a two, (laughs) and a... I'd be like, oh, horror. (laughs) Twing, twang. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That would be scary for me, so yeah, Yeah. I get it. Sounds terrifying. Uh, No. uh, You know the movie Final Destination? 
Yeah, I've seen it. We've done an episode on it. Even. Right. What if you added an extra step to that? Okay, so it's like a longer process to get to the final destination. No, not that. You have to download an app. Oh, there's an app. Yeah, you download an app and then that. you get final destination. So. How about you just don't download the app? That's a possibility, sure. But Sounds you know very how avoidable. when everybody at your work is downloading an app that tells you when you're going to die for fun, you feel like, well, I have to, too. But you, you also know, yeah. wait until later when you're in an elevator alone to do it. Ah, that's the perfect time to download the app, right? Yeah, to, to have fun with your friends, you go do it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting how bad that movie is because okay, yeah, it really did have. I mean, Final Destination isn't my favorite, but the, I, I, I do. It, I, I'll admit, Final Destination Two uh, will eternally fuck with me. I like Final Destination Three, so I'm in for some Final Destination. But adding in the app. It really does just mean like, oh, you get to choose whether you get Final Destination. Well, I won't. Yeah, I would the just end. not. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to beat that one. <laughs> it is. It really is. But it was entertainingly bad. So, uh, you know, check it out if you like to watch a good bad movie. I might just do that, huh? Yeah, there you go. I guess a bad... Well, what is... Okay, What? one day we're going to have to sit down and come up with the spectrum... Of like, good bad to bad good, like when a movie yeah. is made well but it's bad, versus when a movie's made poorly but it's good. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's a Venn diagram for that somewhere, yeah, somewhere. right? So this one was made well, but it's bad. Hmm. Mm. All right. Well. All right. I'll keep that in mind. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, that that's it. Those are the. I don't know how many movies I just named that we watched this week. A gob of them. A gob. A whole gob of movies. Well, I ain't gobbed much, but I have finished my first lap around the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Okay. Which uh, I said on the last episode, I'm going to try to go for Board of the Rings, where I watch them so many times that I get bored of them. Okay. Is that already happening? or Nope. Not even close. Not yet. Not okay. even getting right. started. I'm ready Phew. to restart like tonight, man. The absolute best. You know, as as I've been watching them this time, I've not really been watching them. I've always been doing other stuff like, uh, yeah, painting the apartment like I was talking about earlier. Uh-huh. So I haven't watched them, watched them. This time was mainly like an auditory watch, if that makes sense. Okay. All right. So, yeah, which, it's just going on. Yeah, which uh. is what gave me the idea for my trademark dead and lovely new YouTube series, L O T R A S M R. <laughs> All right. You know? Yeah. Just combining I into that. two hot properties, you know? So yeah. I'm thinking like my first couple videos in this, it's going to be like, um, you know, Smeagol chowing down on that fish, <laughs> raw and squiggly. Raw and wriggly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, uh, is it Denethor and his chicken and tomatoes yep. mukbang video? <laughs> That'll be a hot one. You know, I think uh, just a workout mix that is just grand, grand, grand on <laughs> <Yeah>. a loop. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely so. <laughs> 
And I'm going to have one of just Aragorn slurping that soup and that weird thing Ooh, in the soup. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think there's a market for this. Honestly, if LOTR ASMR does not already exist, I will be shocked. If it doesn't, I mean, uh, trademark dead and lovely, obviously. It's ours. It's, yeah. yeah. After we, I guess, give New Line their cut. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Yeah, they'll probably want If they some. can catch us, you know? That's true, yeah. What are you going to do? You going to send fucking uh, Lynn Shay after us? We can take her. Yeah, we sure. could. I mean, you know, prob- probably. I don't know. Maybe. I don't she know. She seems pretty spry. Tough. She's in a lot of movies. Yeah, she's scraggly, uh-huh. for sure. <laughs> yeah. So those movies, still the goddamn best thing that's ever been made. I think legitimately might be the best movies ever made. Fuck. They're so fucking good, man. I I used to be at a point where I was like, you don't like Lord of the Rings? Well, not everybody has to like fantasy. I think anymore, I'm like, so you don't like good stories. That's your problem. <laughs> you I think you're just wrong. Fun. Yeah, no, yeah, I understand. You hate good stuff. Right. Are you an orc? What's your problem? That might be it. Have you considered that some people might be orcs? Well, I think the people I suspect next time I see them, I'm going to have to put them on the ground and roll them over and, and check their, their tummies. Yeah, yeah. You can tell an orc by the tummy. Or mm-hmm, you can offer right. some man flesh. So sure, just go yes. around offering people man flesh and see how they man react. Man flesh. Yeah. Anyone for man flesh. And if, if they're excited, it, yeah. then obviously they're an orc. Sure. It yeah. just makes sense. That checks out. <laughs> uh, the other day we watched that Don't Worry Darling that a lot of people have talked about like how bad it is and how much they hate this movie and okay. stuff. Okay. Uh-huh. And did, did, you, did you find yourself worrying? I was a little concerned for Darling. Oh, like okay. I wouldn't say okay. that I was relaxed. I would not say at any point I was ever like, I think Darling's going to do well. <laughs> okay, so you did not listen to the title. You did not heed that direction. I didn't, man. Okay. It was right there in plain sight, and I didn't even look at the signs. Dude, it's pretty good. Honestly, I I liked it. It wasn't bad, man. It was kind of a combination of... Some ideas and tropes that we have seen in other movies. Okay. Uh, but combined in a way that I thought was cool. It was aesthetically really, really fucking good. Um, what's her name? Uh, Florence Pugh. Uh huh. From uh, Midsummer in there. Of course, she's amazing. She carries the whole movie, honestly. I mean, it's really her movie. Mm-hmm. Dude, I thought that it was pretty cool. I think you should watch it and see what you think about it. I'd be curious to see what you think. Okay. I'll check it out. It's not bad. It is a little bit long. Okay. Um, and I'm not, I can't really say too much about it without spoiling it, but I think it combines a couple of things in a really neat way. Nothing groundbreaking, nothing where you'll be like, oh my God, I've never thought about this before. This okay. is a new concept. You won't say that to yourself, but I don't know. I thought it was all right. All right. Um, and we also watched Good Luck to You, Leo Grand this week. Oh, you say that to me like that's something I've heard of. I know, right? I remember seeing a trailer <laughs> for it like earlier in the year, and we just now got around to watching it. Um, I think it came out this year, if I'm not mistaken. It's one of those movies that you're watching, and you're like, surely this was a play that they adapted to be a movie, because it is essentially a two-people-in-a-hotel-room movie. Okay. It is about Emma Thompson, who is a fucking treasure, of course. Okay. And she is a 60-something-year-old woman whose husband has recently died, and she hires a 20-something-year-old 
uh, male sex worker. Okay. And it's kind of their journey together over several visits. So you're telling me that Emma Thompson released a sex tape between her and a sex worker. Yes. And it's like an indie film somehow. That's correct. Okay. Yes, that is correct. I'm down. Yes. I'm down. <laughs> Dude, it's it's a really, really good movie. It is a treasure of a movie. I would highly, highly, highly recommend watching it. It is so sex positive. It is so awesome. sex worker positive. Okay. Um, fantastic fucking performances in it. There's there's four people, I think, in the entire movie with speaking lines and two of them barely speak at all so it's really just this sounds yeah, Emma more Thompson and, more and like other guy. <laughs> i know right it really does it really does it's so fucking good man definitely watch it i think you'll like it a lot all right cool i'm down yep worth checking out and that is uh that is my wrap up of this stuff that we've managed to to watch uh during this week man i'm yeah. sitting here in my my studio right now which is filled with the contents of our our living space as we are still painting our living space and i'm reflecting on what uh, a hell of a week it has been dude yeah it, it sounds like yeah i do not envy you i'll say that <laughs> it's been something or another but of course the other thing that i watched this week was one happy dearth day to yar uh-huh. happy dearth day which is itself a little bit of the old time loop kind of movie now of course this is not the first time loop film is it not it no it is not well how about as we bust on in here into that preview palace welcome to the preview palace how about as we bust on into the preview palace welcome to the preview palace preview palace Welcome to the preview palace. <laughs> palace. <laughs> Welcome to the preview yeah. palace. <laughs> How about we just give these busters a rundown of some of our favorite time loop entertainment movies, yeah. TV shows, etc. here. Because, man, I'll tell you, this is one of those deals where obviously this entire genre was created by one singular film that you all know. And I gotta say, there's a lot of people that have done a lot with this concept. You'd think it would be very one-dimensional, where it's like, well, that Bill Murray movie kind of did everything you can do with this idea, but oh. actually a lot of people have done a lot with this concept. Uh, You know the Bill Murray movie didn't invent the concept, right? What? Yeah. No, it's been around since the early 20th century. Is it in the Bible? It's in the Bible. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there was the... <laughs> the, f- the four Gospels are actually time loop. That's why he repeats <laughs> That's the deal. Himself. Oh. Yeah. And they're like a little different and stuff? Different. Okay, because yeah, yeah. they're trying new stuff. a few things differently yeah. each time. That's pretty crucified. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, this again. <laughs> That's why he said that up on the cross. Damn, yeah. okay. Damn it, yeah. this again. This that again. Famous, that famous scripture. Uh huh. But yeah, Groundhog Day was probably the first big success in in attempting the the time loop. Though twelve oh one, which was probably uh, one of the more popular literary sources for for a time loop, uh, was adapted into a movie the same year as Groundhog Day. Really, it, it is. This movie is probably a little more like 1201 because 1201 is about a person going through a time loop that witnesses a drive-by shooting. 
and they they keep oh. trying to figure out how to stop this thing. Whereas mm, that's cool. Yeah, I mean we it, we also watched Groundhog Day this week among all those movies, uh, and one of the things I noticed that I had never noticed before is that it is not a movie about a, a person living a perfect day. That's mm, not the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, right. It's about a terrible asshole who uh, takes almost 34 years to not be an asshole. <laughs> like Slow learner, right? that bad of a person that it takes him almost 34 years to finally have a change of heart and become a good person. <laughs> So the crazy thing is, I did some reading about that movie a while back, and yeah. apparently in in the original, original script idea, uh, he was in that loop for like 10,000 years. Yeah, that would make sense. <laughs> yeah, because that is how bad that Phil Connors is, really. Like, we'll, And we'll talk about it when we talk about Happy Death Day and compare him sure. to, to Tree, but he, he he really is just like not even trying most of the time to figure out what's ha- he's just he's just getting his job like he <laughs> i never noticed this before until rewatching it he gets rejected by one woman and becomes suicidal he has fucked every <laughs> woman in that goddamn town except her and he becomes <laughs> suicidal it, like what an asshole when you put it that way, you're like, that did happen, uh-huh, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, we'll have to do that movie one day, because I really was when re-watching it, and I was like, oh man, this is interesting, Like, because this really is like, like it, he can't just fake being a good person, which is what he tries at first. He tries just doing things perfectly somehow, but it's not that. It's that he has to actually change. He has, He has to become a new person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great fil- flick, man. That's oh, one is. that yeah, I remember, I like back in the day, whenever we had our old huge dish satellite TV system uh-huh. back at mom's house, and we'd get like you know free weekends of Stars or Showtime right. or whatever. Uh-huh. That was one of those movies that would be on uh-huh. all the time, and we watched it so many times back in the day. That same era, I've talked about us watching like. Mr. Holland's Opus, That Thing You Do, uh-huh. and, um, and yeah, Day. Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Like We watched those movies specifically so fucking many times. It's like a very specific period of my life. And uh, I was really, really liked that movie a lot, and I still like that movie a lot, man. Yeah, and we'll be talking about it more in comparison to the movie. But that that is kind of, like when you talk about timely movies, that's the touchstone, I think. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of the one that everybody compares it to. And I think it's piece volumes that you can just say any of these movies are Groundhog Day type movies and people automatically know what you mean. Like yeah. you don't even have uh-huh. to use the phrase time loop. It's like, no, oh, it's a Groundhog's Day movie. You know get, what you're yeah. in for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I I think one of my favorites that has come out post Groundhog Day that I think is just a good like action sci fi movie is Source Code. Source code. I don't know if I've watched that one. What is it? Okay. Well, it's a, it's got a Jake Gyllenhaal in it. Uh, and he's basically trying to solve a, a mystery. He's living through a a memory of, of something, trying to figure out what happened. Okay, that's uh, cool. Yeah. So it it's it's a fun sci-fi movie. Like, not... 
not going to be, you know, as, as funny as, as a Groundhog Day or something or this movie or whatever, but it, it definitely is, is worth a watch. Hmm. I need to check that out, man. Like when you said sci-fi kind of twist, I thought you were maybe going towards like Palm Springs, which came out oh, a year or two ago. Love Palm Springs. And Palm Springs does something that I, I really, okay. I, I want more of this palm springs has three total characters who are experiencing the time loop simultaneously uh and it made me like while watching groundhog day and thinking about like how only phil has agency in it everyone else is just living out loops like you can see how he would get to think he's a god at a certain point because everybody's going to be the same every day except for him i yeah want, everybody else's npcs yeah yeah i want a time loop movie where everyone is experiencing it everyone knows that the loop is happening like this again Fuck. it would devolve into a purge situation at first but then it wouldn't matter anymore like like after yeah. a while that wouldn't even do it for you like it seems yeah, like a right. great like episode after- of black mirror type of thing yeah, because after so many years, it's like, yeah, how much yeah. whatever stealing and chaos and, and yeah. murder can you experience before well, you're just and, like, well, this doesn't matter anymore. And imagine people who are dying. Like, their oh, experience man. is dying over and over and over every single day. <laughs> like, it would be torture. Just absolute torture. Uh, Damn, that is grim, dude. It is grim, That's a cool yeah. idea. Yeah, but, th- I mean, Palm Springs gets into a lot of that grimness, like, that, you know, they just end up killing themselves in creative ways and shit just to have fun in any way. Uh, but I also like that it, like, ends up with an actual, like, quantum physics answer type of situation yeah me too yeah, i love course. that man yeah because you got infinite time why not actually figure out what's happening yeah it was cool man it's also cool to see you know uh sandberg in a role where it's not obviously super super goofy like lonely yeah. island style over the top he's done he's done a few of those uh yeah, where yeah. yeah and he he can do the more serious moments but you still want him to be goofy that's andy sandberg you like a little goof and it's got some funny stuff in there yeah yeah uh-huh that's a good flick i like that one a lot i remember you tell me about how you watched that when i was like oh i'm intrigued yeah. yeah and i think it was like a couple months later i checked it out and yeah kate and i both really liked that one a lot it's yeah. a really cool movie very well very done fun. man uh kind of like other people in another you know series that are kind of caught in this multiple person time loop thing man I still haven't started the second season yet, but dude, that first season of Russian Doll is fucking awesome, man. It is. It's I also fucking awesome. Yeah, I also haven't uh, watched the second season. Why haven't we? I because don't know. Because it's fucking I, great. Like, it is. <laughs> there's some of those shows, man, that like I I know why I haven't gotten around to, where I'm like, oh, I've not... I've not watched all of Boba Fett yet. And it's like, well, it's because I got really bored watching it, you know? <laughs> yeah. But like but Russian Doll, like I finished that first season and I was like, holy shit, that was fucking awesome. Why have I not started the second one yet? I don't know. I but don't even know. I definitely need to get on it. Because, yeah, I loved that first season for sure. And, you know, no spoilers. It's a time loop movie. That's not a spoiler for sure. Or time loop yeah. uh, show, not movie. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I, I loved that show. Very, very fun and very much plays interestingly with the loop itself 
Oh, yeah. Now, one that really blew me away that I was not expecting to like nearly as much as I did is that dang old Edge of Tomorrow, that Tom uh-huh. Cruise like, sci-fi action movie. You saw that, didn't yes, you? Yes, I did. Yeah, basically... I mean, basically, he's in an RPG, essentially. <laughs> like, he gets yeah, to keep totally. trying to figure out the game. Yeah, I, I, re- I, I did enjoy that. I didn't expect a lot from it. And, yeah, they, they changed the name from Edge of Tomorrow to Live, Die, Repeat, which was just like the, ta- I think, the tagline that was on the poster. It's really confusing because I yeah. think the original book, if I'm not mistaken, was called Live, Die, Repeat. Right. They wanted to call it that, and the studio was like, no, call it Edge of Tomorrow, which right. doesn't convey anything. That's one of the most generic-ass yeah. titles <laughs> and And they I just included heard. the actual title on the, on the poster as a tagline. Yeah. And then, yeah, it didn't do well in the box office, surprise, because people had no idea what the fuck they were getting into because Edge of Tomorrow is a vague-ass title. Uh, yeah, and that's nothing. It did much better in streaming and stuff when it's called Live, Die, Repeat. Crazy. It's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a cool movie. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like Starship Troopers meets Groundhog Day. Yeah, uh-huh. A little bit. Fighting like alien that. bug things, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. Cool flick. I yeah. like that one, man. We've done another time loop movie on the show, have we not? Yeah. Yeah. A movie we're going to talk about in comparison to this movie a little bit later, The Final Girls, which is... Yes, indeed. You know, um, it, it it's it's not just a time loop movie, but a being drawn into media movie, which I've always been interested in. But yeah, they're, they're drawn into this 92-minute slasher, and it just goes on a loop uh, until they figure it out, essentially figure out how to stop the events of the the slasher uh and it it you know we'll we'll get into its connections to this movie but it is fun like it's a fun like take on slashers it's definitely got like it is it's a horror comedy but far more of a comedy than a horror it's pg-13 but it's it's great i enjoy it love that movie yeah that's a pretty cool uh pretty cool movie and check out our episode on that one whatever you get a minute because that is a pretty cool flick that was yeah. um again better than i anticipated yeah for sure and then one more that isn't uh the movie itself is not focused on this but has a very prominent role the time loop dr strange yeah that the got a little doctor loopy strange. in there didn't it yeah when he when he fights uh dormammu he does the uh, however many loops it is to just frustrate the shit out of uh, this cosmic entity. And it works. That was cool. I was yeah. also just really impressed to see them pull Dormammu into a Me movie. Too. Yeah. I really, talk about characters I never anticipated no, seeing in a movie. I hope they somehow get Fing Fang Fuma in with pants on. Right? Put yeah. the pants on that motherfucker, man. He's got to hide that dick somewhere. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> You know? Yeah. <laughs> I saw a a little article somebody posted today that said that Robert Eggers has apparently been tapped to maybe direct Thor 5. What? I okay. know. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? All right. I'll watch But it. okay. Let's sure. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, man. Sure. Give me that fucking Norse epic. Why not? <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> That'd be a little different than Taika Waititi's take on things. I think, I think, yeah, I think it might be. I think it might be. It might just take a little bit different direction. 
It might. Yeah, it no, might. I can't imagine that happening, though, because Marvel wants too much control, and I can't imagine him giving up that much control. Right, maybe, there's no way. Who knows? Who knows, man? Well, let us know about your favorite time loop Groundhog's Day type movies, video games, shows, whatever, over on our social media platforms, Instagram, our Facebook group, which is the best thing about Facebook, all those other places you can find us. Our original idea that we had that we were exploring was perhaps to do an episode of the Preview Palace that was Most Hateable Babies. Yeah. (laughs) Which I love that topic. I was having a hard time. Now, it's difficult for me because I traditionally do hate babies. Yeah. But I was uh trying to think of, like, what are the most hateable babies? I was kind of having a hard time coming up with them because the media, big baby, is always trying to portray babies as being nice and fun and sweet and stuff. And I know they're not. I know they're not. We could have just asked my wife for a list. She would have absolutely. Yeah. She would have listed off a whole bunch of babies. Worst babies, all, all babies, all. <laughs> and I can make that judgment because, as I talked about on last week's show, I was never a baby. Never once were you a baby. Nope. Nope. It's it's impossible for you to have been a baby. You would remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. The sim started when I started remembering. Exactly. Therefore, I was never a baby. <laughs> So, yeah, maybe let us know about your most hateable babies. I don't know. Why yeah. Not? 100%. Send us a list of hateable babies. Did you have any in mind when you sent me that idea? Um, I mean, you know, as far as, as babies that, that I personally hate, no. But I think there are some babies like the boss baby, you know, too bossy. Mm, mm-hmm. Too bossy. bossy, I I hate the New Year's baby. That's always annoying. Get out of here, New Year's baby. What an asshole. Like, it's too cold out there. Put some fucking clothes on. Also, big deal. It's another year. Uh I just don't like New Year's, you know? Yeah. You know what? I get it. I get it. And the New Year's baby, he's like just the representation of the day you don't like. So, right. Exactly. Uh huh. (laughs) I mean, honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, Baby Kermit, you're already wanting to fuck a baby pig? Too young to be that horny. (laughs) The Muppet Babies were a little odd, that's for sure. Keep it in your diaper, Baby Kermit, come on. Because when you know that Gonzo's going to grow up to be a chicken fucker, seeing that he's got a chicken on his little, like, uh, overall things or whatever, is like, whoa. It's a little weird. Yeah, so is he, like, getting off on that? Weird. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah hateable babies hateable i don't know <laughs> little damien from the omen i don't know yeah i mean when he was a baby hateable uh, you know what rosemary's baby hateable oh man yeah. yeah that's right he's got his father's eyes doesn't he yeah and that's not something you want to see in a baby yeah not yeah. really hmm that may that might just be about all the babies I can come up with, dude. Yeah, damn it. Well, yeah. I guess we'll do the thing we already did instead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about a movie, Steve. Let's talk about a dang old Harpy Darth Day to Yar, Harpy which came birthday. out. What is this? Twenty and a seventeen? I think twenty seventeen. Yep, that's right. When did you see this film? I saw this film uh, not long after it came out. Um, for for streaming i thought i had seen it in theaters but i did not i saw happy death day to you in theaters uh Mm. because i liked this movie when i saw it and still like it 
I just saw it for the first time the other day whenever we decided to do it for the show. And then I had a whole bunch of stuff happen right after that. So I've probably forgotten some of the fine details because it was just a rental and I watched it one time. But I'll tell you. I like this movie. I thought that it was pretty fun. It's nothing at all like mind blowing, revolutionary. It's not really scary. It's not no, really it's not. gory or anything. No. But it's one that I'll totally put on and watch again for sure. And I definitely want to watch the sequel. Like it's yeah. not it's not perfect. I have a lot of problems with this movie, but I still had a pretty damn good time watching it. Would you recommend checking out the sequel too? Yeah, the sequel is more of a sci fi movie. Uh, but yes, I like it. I like the sequel and did rewatch it for for this. Uh, though I won't talk about it much because okay. spoilers. I don't want to spoil. Okay, it. <laughs> um, right on. But right on. There, there are definitely um, some some Easter eggs in this movie that point to where they go in the second movie, and I, w- I do want to okay. talk about those a little bit, and that's why I rewatched it. Uh, but it, yeah, I liked this movie a good bit. You know, as you said, it's not scary. It's it's a fun mm-hmm. movie, and yeah, it is. It's, it, it's fun more than anything. Yeah, it, it does go into some more emotional stakes. Like, you know, in comparison, this is certainly homage to Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day, in like a a bunch of different ways. Um, but it is also not the same whereas phil connors is going from being a bad person to being a good person uh tree is going from a person who is um who is disconnected from other people because she lost her mother three years ago and she's still grieving to accepting her mother's death and reconciling with her dad and being nicer so there's yeah the stakes are changed it's not just an individual's growth it's an individual's dealing with a larger issue yeah i like that they added that layer onto there and i'm glad you brought that up because as kate and i were watching this movie and you know our main character here tree seems very superficial shallow kind of hateful towards Mm -hmm. the start of the movie you know that was kind of that was kind of hitting me and i was like damn this is not a very likable character and Kate was like, well, neither is fucking Bill Murray in Groundhog's he's Day. He's like, way less likable. He's horrible. He's, <laughs> he's horrible. horrible. Yeah. And also, too, we never even find out why he's horrible. He no, just kind of is dick. that way. Yeah, he just is a dick who takes 33 years to discover not being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas in this, you do get that added depth, yeah, of her having yeah. lost her mom and and all that is being the reason why she's so disconnected from other people, which yeah. makes her a little bit more sympathetic of a character and also just kind of makes you question those lines where you're like, why do I want to watch a movie where this guy is a dick, a horrible <laughs> dick, well, but this movie where this, Bill Murray. you know, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's Bill Murray, yeah. right? It's like, you're kind of checking, checking that, like, is it the gender pass I'm giving? Is it the fame pass? Is it mm. nostalgia pass I'm giving these people? It yeah. kind of makes you question those things. Well, I mean, I, I, I definitely... Because I, I rewatched Groundhog Day before rewatching Happy Death Day. And I definitely had in mind what a dick he was coming into this. And then it was just like, oh, she's not even that bad. Like, she's not right. even <laughs> the worst person in her sorority. 
for uh, sure, right? Danielle is the is the di- entirely terrible dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and definitely check out the sequel and I would be interested if they made a third. Um, but they do kind of tease at the end of the, the sequel, a third. And I, I would, I would like to see where they might go with that. Uh, mm, but yeah, okay. I think, I think Danielle, she's comically bad. Like she's, she's comically, she's mean girl, comically outrageously mean. <laughs> she's like talking about oh, not yeah. doing the, the thing with the special needs kids again because i don't remember what it was something shallow she said and then like she does she um oh fuck becky she does that like really insensitive yeah. like deaf person impression oh yeah yeah she also yeah becky comes up with like you know a chocolate milk and that stuff and she's like mean oh, to her yeah. like, fat phobic and whatnot yeah she she sucks She's and, horrible. Yeah, and Tree is like I I guess they have her there as sort of almost a reminder like hey, Tree's not that bad so that you're you're sympathetic to her when you learn about her mom dying 3 years previous and how they shared a birthday and how it's not just that it's her birthday that makes this day so significant, it's that her mom and her shared this birthday and she's not getting to spend that time with her. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, she kind of went from that to being in this sorority with all these horrible <laughs> Yeah, everybody seems to be people. kind of a jerk except I mean, oh, and and plus too, she's like 30 and going back to college <laughs> and joining a sorority. Okay, yeah. So the actress is 30, though I don't think she looks old. Like I mean, 30's no. not old at all. Also, yeah, I was going to say also 30. Yeah. Please for the love of God, don't tell me 30's old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, they they probably could have gotten an 18, 19 year old actress if they were going for looking exactly like a college kid. But I think I love uh, Jessica Roth in this. She or, does great. She she's so charming and she's so cute and like does a great job with with all this. And she like but apparently she's really expressive. Yeah, yeah. She apparently improvised the um, the who takes their first date to subway. It's not like you have a foot long line okay uh, nice yeah. yeah so she she's funny she carries you know the charm and whatnot and you're you're with her even though we're shown her being a little bit of an asshole at the beginning um she we you're you're rooting for her to change pretty quickly and in fact uh in comparison to uh phil's 30 something years uh she i think she says the time that she actually defeats the killer but then eats the muffin and dies so i guess the last time she dies she says uh this is this she's died 16 times so i would guess mm-hmm. that next one would be 17 so it took her 17 deaths but it only took her 16 to figure out how to you know be a better person so she's so a little over 2 weeks okay yeah she does it all pretty quickly she changes uh, much quicker than him and and you you're kind of with her pretty quickly i think uh, whereas i mean as you said because it's bill murray in the other one you're always kind of with him but if you look at it objectively it's like oh no he fucking sucks like he's yeah, like, he's, he's an asshole yeah uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah i i think i think that they did a good job in in casting there and in um making this character like instantly kind of like oh what a dick but then pretty quickly you're with her 
and you want her to change and, and be better. And there's a lot of facets to her too, because like, I like that she is self aware enough to know like that. She is kind of shitty to a lot of people. Like right. whenever she starts going out and making her like list of who could have killed me. And it's like, well, right. I These did are spit on that Uber to. driver. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. like, the list is like a mile long. It's like, well, this person could have, this person could have, this person might want to kill me. Like she knows that she's been shitty to people. And then at the same time, it's like throughout the movie, you realize like she is not just a dumb one dimensional mean girl type character. Like I, I really like that part when she figures out that, you know, when she escapes from the, the serial killer guy, which we'll talk about in a second, she gets pulled over by the cops uh-huh. and she's like, oh, if I'm drunk, you'll arrest me and put me in a jail cell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm fucked up. I'm drunk. Yeah. Put me uh-huh. in. I'm on everything. Like that's like smart shit that it I really is. like seeing in this movie. Also, the movie reminds us that cops are useless and will always put you in danger, no matter what they do. <laughs> it does that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, that's just like I was watching that and I was like, huh, so she's saying that someone's trying to kill her. The cop won't pay attention. So she has to pretend to be drunk driving so he'll actually do something. And right. that leads to a trope that I'd never really like noticed was is kind of like always useful i think to me it always works for me and that trope is the person being put in a back of the police car whether they're fleeing for safety or the cops are arresting them because they misinterpreted the situation or whatever in any of those instances then they end up at the mercy of the killer. Like they can't get out. You're in the back Mm, of a cop mm -hmm. car and you can't get out. That trope always works. I think they did it in like the hitcher. I believe. I think it's in screen three that you see a similar situation. And and like, or maybe scream two, but like, I I think every time I see it, I'm, I'm always drawn in and always feeling that like tense pressure. Cause like even the concept of being in the back of a cop car makes people tense. Like, especially if you think you're being helped in some way and now you're just stuck there. Yeah, totally. Right. It's like, it gets very claustrophobic where you're just like, oh shit, like I am stuck in this situation that was supposed to keep me safe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So that, that entire scene did, did a lot for like showing how, how like smart she is, but then also like using that trope of, of being stuck in the back of the cop car. And then, you know, getting burned alive in this situation. Like, fuck. That's scary as fuck. They, they really yeah. knew what they were doing with that. Yeah, no kidding, man. Now, one thing that she notices in that, that first day of the rest of her life, as it comes to be known, uh-huh. is this person in this, this baby mask, which this baby mask <laughs> is kind of the, the school mascot, because I guess yeah. it's like a New Orleans school, right? And it's like a king cake baby or something? Well, it is, okay, so here's the thing, is it's, yeah, uh, this mask is designed by the person who did the Scream mask, and as we Tight. talked about on our Scream episode, that Scream mask was just a redesign of, a, of another Halloween mask. This is very much the New Orleans Pelicans mascot, King Cake Baby. Like, just yeah. go look, look it up. It is that. It's that almost exactly, only made slightly creepier. I don't know. Honestly, the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans mascot may be creepier. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I wasn't aware of this until you sent me the picture, but it's like, I don't know if this guy really designed the mask so much as much as he was just like, it. yeah, yeah, like, hey, I saw a thing this other person did. I'll do it. Yeah. The uh, designer. <laughs> there, it's different. Yeah. The designer of the King Cake Baby mask has an open copyright infringement lawsuit against Universal and Blumhouse. Uh, Johnson Bercelli oh, really? is his name. Um, I, yeah, I just look at it. It's like, huh? There's, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. So it, it works. I'm not complaining about that. 100. It, it works. It, it is. It works as like if a school had that as a mascot. I can see uh, college age kids taking it on ironically and wearing the mask because it's creepy as fuck. Um, yeah i can i can see that man so that and, and that's and that's kind of the thing that kind of sets me at odds about that mask in particular is like do i think it's cool or iconic or scary no no not really is it functional in this story that on a college campus anybody could be wearing the school's right. mascot mask and therefore it makes it a lot more ambiguous as to who is under the mask it's like well yeah, that that makes sense, and it does keep it ambiguous. So it's functional, but I don't think it's really cool or like scary. No, no, I don't see it catch. I mean, obviously, it hasn't caught on as like a Halloween costume. I haven't seen anybody really doing it, but mm-hmm. it, it it does it does work. It's functional, and I like that about it. I mean, in comparison to say the black phone mask, when we talked about the black phone, you said it was like really try hard, and it does seem like something where somebody had to go well out of their way to make this mask and to make it scary and that's also another instance of a mask maker using another person's design clearly (laughs) yes (laughs) Uh, uh, but this one this one yeah it's like just something that the killer could pick up because all these people are walking around wearing them probably as i said in this ironic sort of fashion because it looks so fucking creepy uh, right i could really see that catching on with like 18 to 20 year olds it did kind of bug me whenever she was going through all of her deaths and trying to figure out who it was that was killing her that at no point she didn't just try to rip the mask off the fucker. Like there yeah. was there was times where it's like if you have she two hands have free chance, yeah. to fight him, yeah. just rip the mask off so that way you wake up tomorrow and know who the fuck it is, right? right. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, we do find out that there are two people wearing the mask. There's the the yeah. the the serial killer that is being released by her roommate, uh, Joseph Toombs. And then there's her roommate, Lori Spangler. Spangler, of course, being a nod to Harold Ramis, who was e- Egon in Ghostbusters and also directed Groundhog's Day. So, uh, Lori and, and Toombs are at any given time, both trying to kill her, which kind of explains how the killer always seems to find her. Yeah, and I was going to say, there's several scenes in the movie where I was like, wait, hang on, the killer looked like a big, bulky guy. Right. How could it have been her the whole time? And it's like, oh, it's because it wasn't. It is it kind of a Scream-type yeah. influence there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this is very much Scream meets Groundhog Day, and it's, it's you know, I, I think done well in, in, in both respects. It, it kind of... Totally. Because I, I think it's interesting that the movie... Like in the movie, she, she she is not having to convince 
uh, Carter, who is this guy she met the night before and is woken up in his his uh, dorm room, she's not having to convince Carter that this is something that's happening. Like uh, every single time it's happening, he seems to be in pretty quickly. Uh, but it's not till the end that he mentions Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the very end. The reason why it hits is because he's seen this movie before. <laughs> so that has another scream <laughs> element to it. Oh, it's like a kind yeah. of meta element where he knows the movie trope, so he's playing that out. That's funny. I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, the entire movie, whenever he catches on, he's in his head. He's like, oh, this is like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> There's a couple other like Groundhog's Day connections throughout the movie too, right? Yeah, there are. There's uh she kills herself in a couple ways that are like um Phil Connors killing himself. There's also um the uh scene in the cafe where Phil Connors is kind of proving how he, you know, he he has lived this day before and she does the same with um Carter proving that, you know, she knows what's going to happen. But then also in that scene he uh, points out a particular server and says that he's gay. And she also points out to Tim that he's gay. And in both oh, yeah, instances, yeah. it's not like a an outing type of thing. Like in the cafe, when Phil does it, the server says, it's true, like happily. Um, yeah. And then Tim seems to be like, like, you know, having that sort of revelation, like, oh, people know I'm gay. I should just go with it. Uh it, it, there, I think you know drawing in those connections was smart because those are things that we like about Groundhog Day, but but also that don't aren't overt. Like you know, she's not she's not in a truck with a, a groundhog driving and saying "Don't drive right, angry," yeah. right? <laughs> so like it's like more subtle connections. But, but it's still there. saying the thing that we're all thinking, where it's like, this is like Groundhog Day. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, pointing that out at the end kind of nullifies any uh, any sort of, like, uh, derisive comments about them taking yeah. from uh, That's totally movie. the way to defang criticism. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> or say this derivative is just to acknowledge, like, yes, this is like that. Okay, moving on, here's our story. Like, that's the best way to to handle that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I gotta say, though, I do think the entire connection with there being this secondary killer, this, like, serial killer that's in a hospital that is somehow not securely guarded and specifically kills people that look Look like like tree. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little bit of a reach to me. That got a little bit convoluted. Yeah, I I think they're... There's some instances certainly where they they didn't they either didn't think things out or they just thought it you know it doesn't matter it's kind of a comedy so people will give us some leeway. Um yeah, that 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 bit of the plan seems like a reach. The fact that whenever Tree does apologize to Lori, she doesn't give her the cupcake that day. But then somehow later that day, she does have the cupcake and then eats it and dies. Like, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That, that doesn't really fit fully. But again, I think because it's a comedy, they were expecting 
audiences will let us get away with a couple things that don't fully make sense. And they do that again in, in the sequel. There, there are moments where you're like, wait, why would that be? But it, it works with the comedy. I'm also just going to say, also, if anyone comes up to you and it's just like, hey, I made you a cupcake. <laughs> That's suspect, dude. It's like, okay, where's the other one? a single cupcake? How did you not make like six to 12, right? Yeah. Right? Like what kind of fucking master mathematician baker is like, I mixed up everything to make approximately one cupcake <laughs> just for you. Yeah. I'm not having one, nor is anyone else. <laughs> That's suspicious as fuck, right? It is. It is. I I mean, yeah, it's suspicious from the beginning because it's clear that she they don't like like each other. And then you're thinking, okay, so wait, is Lori a good person? But you kind of figure out early that she's not it's not necessarily like a good element to her other than we're seeing her offer a cupcake. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, too, as far as like Lori is concerned, is that ultimately, and again, this is one of those things that I think is kind of, kind of a downside about this movie, about this story. Ultimately, it comes down to Lori was jealous because Tree <laughs> was banging this married guy that, that she, she also bang. wanted to yeah. hook up with. It, yeah. it is kind of like guy-centric, like two girls fighting over a guy who is already taken and married anyway. Yeah. That's a little bit of a weak storyline to me. It's like the entire story itself is cool. But yeah. like the 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 gears that put the story in motion, I think are kind of weak. Yeah, and also the fact that like I mean, one, yeah, the 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 storyline is kind of driven by interest in a man. But then also it's it's further driven by Tree's interest in Carter. Like later she she stops uh tombs but carter gets killed so she kills herself so that carter is still alive the next day and like Mm -hmm. she falls so completely in love with with carter which again as we said it's over about two a little over two weeks that can happen but it's quick and what's really quick is how in love he falls with her considering it's a in a day yeah, I know, it right? It's day and, one for that guy. And very specifically, the last day, she goes to her dorm, kills the killer, then they meet in a diner, and they're in love. What is this, cumulative romance? Like, wh- wh- where did this come from? <laughs> it's, is it That's like true. cumulative inter- injuries that she has? Like, has right? the romance somehow translated into his head? <laughs> Also, is the rest of her life going to be like really tough? She Sounds really got way. beat yeah. up really bad. Yeah, absolutely. That's unfortunate, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It is. That, what if there was a just like a, a 40 year sequel and it's just her and an old folks home in a wheelchair? Like, my back hurts. Yeah. <laughs> real bad. Hmm. Can you believe she's only 60? And it even kind of goes out of its way to be like, oh, they didn't even hook up that first night. Like, that wasn't yeah. a walk of shame. Like, they didn't even, like, she was too drunk or whatever to even hook up the night before. So, yeah, yeah you're right. It is just day one. And he's like, I guess I really like this girl who got really hammered and fell asleep at my place and then killed a guy the next day. I mean, look, I get it. I uh, The heart uh, wants what it wants. She's cute. She's funny. She's fun to be around. She killed a guy. I mean... All the things I look for, 
and a potential mate. <laughs> I guess so. You know what? When you say it that way, yeah. And great hair, pretty cool. Yeah, great hair as well. So yeah, absolutely. I, I get it. I get it, Carter. <laughs> really slick looking movie. It is. It is a good looking movie. I mean, you don't uh, necessarily always want your your horror movies to look slick. In fact, I generally would prefer them not to but a horror comedy i mean again like comparing this to final girls they both look slick they both have uh you know that pg-13 thing going on for them very much yeah um but they both still do it for me despite the fact that generally you tell me it's a a slick looking pg-13 horror movie i'm not interested (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I totally get that, man. And it's funny you kind of bring up that sort of uh, sort of comparison because in a lot of ways with the look of this movie and even especially with like the soundtrack of this movie, which is very like Hitchcock-y, yeah. orchestral, we're telling you what's going on with the soundtrack feel. Uh-huh. It really did remind me in a lot of ways of a lot of like circa 1998 flicks like yeah. Final Destination and shit yes. like that. It would fit right in 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 the late 90s as like a kind of scream clone but a good one right yeah yeah i'm into that that's that's pretty accurate i think the the feel and that that's kind of like i you know yeah it does get it catches the vibe of what it is people like about those movies it just has yeah. that feel to it without going like totally shitty right like a lot of yeah. those movies uh-huh. did it's, it's definitely better than a i know what you did last yes, summer yes it is better urban than legend I know what you did last summer. Yeah. <laughs> or any of those man yeah. but i still think it has a similar sort of vibe like the pacing the soundtrack the look yeah yeah the fact that it's 30 year old college students it does kind of <laughs> give me nostalgia vibes for my late 90s yeah. uh, up and coming time as a as well, a young person and the 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 score is is bear mccreary who is awesome he did the Battlestar galactica music he did the walking dead like he's he's fucking awesome and he really brings there's a there are a few parts where it sounded kind of shiningy um and yeah like hitchcock as you said like it is telling you exactly what's going on each time but i think obviously that's what they wanted like they they the movie isn't asking you to think a ton mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's asking you to follow you know one simple idea time loop you're gonna see the same thing over and over and over and the guy's name is bear mccreary bear mccreary yeah that sounds like a guy who would sell like his own line of like survival food and tactical baths <laughs> and shit doesn't it <laughs> he's just making music <laughs> he's just making jams i guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like hmm i could start patriot only survival food right and or... of course i'd succeed at that because my name's bear <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course a patriot's gonna trust him uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, i'll just make some cool orchestral scores instead i guess <laughs> i like it though it's good nothing super memorable but no again it matched the tone of the movie to me yeah yeah and and it's yeah the movie I think the movie needs for things to be simple because when you get complicated, you know, you're already dealing with time loops that is complicated. So like the, the more you complicate stuff, the more you're going to run into snags. And I think specifically like the way they complicated with the serial killer being there and with the, the first attempt at murder being the, the cupcake 
and it just happens that the roommate never wants a cupcake. Like those are all a little bit too too uh, gimmicky. I think that maybe if you'd sim- they had simplified that even more, it it would have been even better. Yeah, I think so. I think so. There's a little bit of fat that uh, probably could have been trimmed there, and yeah, I honestly kind of wish that there was more gore like especially considering that we're kind of dealing with this cumulative damage thing that she's somehow enduring where you know because of all these different ways she's gotten killed she is sustaining injuries from those i kind of wish we would have gone full fucking mortal combat x-ray fatality shit on this and just made it like holy shit she got (laughs) brutally killed that's gonna sting the next day like this is a pretty (laughs) bloodless kind of movie it's like there's there's so many times especially the first where it's like the killer jumps out with a knife and that's it you're just like oh i guess he stabbed her to death and that's all that you see uh, or rather, that's just what you're left to understand. It doesn't show you anything at all. I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit here and disagree with you that if they had made this movie R-rated, it would have been better because uh, I'm assuming we would have gotten some actual nudity uh, as you you do in The Walk. Like, they filmed it. So we just Oh, end yeah, up like with The this, Walk of Shame where she's like well, naked yeah, or whatever. Yeah, she called yeah. it a walk, not a walk of shame or a walk of fame or something like that. But something like, like that, yeah. Yeah, but like... Uh, yeah, like that. You have a sorority movie without boobs. I just like I can't fathom that as a kid coming out <laughs> of the eighties. Okay, yeah, who's seen yeah. a million sorority movies that you don't have one without boobs. Um, so yeah, I, this could have been improved by being R rated. They could have showed more gore. They could have showed some nudity. They, you know, whatever. But it's a comedy, you know, and maybe. You're aiming for a younger audience. Uh, I guess. So, yeah. But, I mean, even think about a movie like like Ready or Not, for example, which right. is also, you know, gorgeous blonde girl as a lead. It is it is a dark comedy, but also goes brutal. And how well right. that entire soup of things melds together. Like, I, I think that, that Ready or Not really benefited by being R-rated and yeah, going hard it it into the gore and stuff. I kind of think this could have been cool where, you know, if she does get brutally, again, like Mortal Kombat over the top killed, and then the next thing that we see is her waking up in bed and everything's fine. Like, that's a cool kind of shock to me. Almost very uh, like you just woke up from a nightmare or some shit yeah. that I think could have played well in this movie. And she did She did get some some not so awesome deaths in there for sure i mean getting burned alive in the back of a cop car isn't fun Oof, the uh, worst right? yeah but i i see what you're saying like yeah it could it could have included just some more you know even even like scream itself has some very brutal kills in it and some oh, yeah. very like scary moments but yeah i guess they're they were determining their audience was going to be younger and now even though obviously i when I was in high school and Scream came out. Everybody in high school saw Scream. I guess now that wouldn't happen. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think that's true. I think they could have released it and kids would have still gone. Kids. Teenagers would have still gone and seen it. (laughs) No, those are kids, dude. They are kids. I know. But I I didn't want people to think I was saying like (laughs) eight-year-olds would go see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they could. I don't care. But probably not normal. (laughs) 
<laughs> Does it bug you that we never got any kind of explanation as for like why this time loop was happening? No, because I've seen the sequel. Okay, whenever you watched yeah. the original and hadn't seen the sequel, yeah, did it bug no, you? but yeah, no, I I know what you're talking about, but no, I I didn't really think about it because I don't think about it in Groundhog Day at all. I know, right? Yeah. But, yeah, like I, I caught myself in this movie wanting to complain about like, well, wait, why did it all happen? What went down? Why was she in this time loop? Like, did it have something to do with that quantum health class teacher <laughs> hunky guy was <laughs> teaching? Whatever right. the fuck okay, that was. So he's this is a physical like a doctor, a guy who works in in the area of medicine, healthcare, and he's talking <laughs> about the the quantum plane. I had to look up if quantum medicine was a thing. I was like, "Oh, that's a cool idea." I don't know how those Fucking two. Sick. I don't know how those two would interact, but let's see. It's not. It's not they a don't. thing. <laughs> so I, You've I, never heard of it because it's not real. Yeah, I I have to assume that is one of the few Easter eggs that were thrown in to kind of indicate what the explanation may be, and especially because they got to make the sequel what it what it is. Um, but I, again, I don't want to spoil the second one in case anybody's listening that, that is like, Oh, okay. I liked happy death. They all checked out the sequel. Check it out. The, there's definitely maybe some indicators in, in throughout the, the movie. I'll point out that the electrical surges and, and his, his, um, lecture, I think are two of the big Easter eggs for the sequel. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. But I won't say anymore. All right. All right then. Yeah, I definitely do want to check it out, but yeah, I caught myself wanting to complain about that, but then I was like, wait, it doesn't bug me at all in Groundhog's Day no. where it's like, well, it's cause he's a bad person and he needs to learn how to be a good person. And once he's a good person, he gets out of the loop and that's, that's it. That's yep. all you get out of it. Like, there is no explanation for fucking anything. Nope. And again, this is where I'm like, am I giving this male pass, Bill Murray pass, nostalgia pass? Like, why am I giving Groundhog's Day the free pass on this, but questioning this movie for the same fucking crime? Huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, uh, it's a good question. I would say nostalgia pass is, is definitely a possibility, as you've seen Groundhog Day a million times, but you were young. And you didn't question any of it. Like, mm-hmm. why would you? Uh, and you didn't right. have a you didn't have a horror movie podcast yet. That that's uh, true. Probably made you start thinking a little bit more about how certain things are coming together and if they work or or not. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I see what you're saying though. Like, if I can see somebody who uh, maybe it just doesn't like women saying that this isn't good whereas groundhog day is um right yeah good but there's not really reason for that other than i you know definitely groundhog day it is a pure comedy and there's no drama really to it the most drama you get is the love story and this has a much more of like that like uh you know dealing with a, a mother's death and dealing with you know perhaps detaching from your family because it's a reminder of this terrible thing and now you've got to make up with your family and you've been treating people badly like it gets into the depths whereas you don't deal with that with phil connor's 
He's really just mm-hmm. learning how to play uh, a, a piano and catching a kid falling out of a tree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's so, that uh, the homeless guy he tries to save. That's sad. Oh, that is real. Yes, I had forgotten about that, and it definitely breathe. breathe. Yeah. It definitely pulled some tears out of me. That's really sad. Where he, ba- but that's I think the catalyst. We do need to do Groundhog Day because, like, right. I think that's the catalyst for his change. Is that he thought he could make everything perfect and he kind of realizes the value of life at that point. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, you, he can't save everybody. So it's not about making things perfect. It's about understanding why life matters and why you should treat other people. Well, Mm-hmm. yeah. What'd you think about the, uh, the comedy aspects of this movie? Like I didn't find Funny. myself like laughing out loud, like, you oh, know, I in did. tears or anything like that. <laughs> but like, I, I enjoyed it. It kept me chuckling. Uh, I laughed. I laughed several times. I laughed very much at uh, the scene where they're in the pizza place and she burps and then farts. And he says, oh, yeah. Did you get it all out? <laughs> like, <laughs> that was really I forgot funny. about that. Um, the, the roommate who always says, did you get some of that fine vagina? And then uh, when she kind of, that one morning when she is like, she's figured it out, basically. She says, fine vagina. And it's adorable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I, I laughed a number of times throughout this. Uh, it's yeah. Again, it's it's not on the same level uh, as as some of the Bill Murray bits for sure. But yeah, uh, it, funny. It, it, I think yeah, maybe it is just it's not as much comedy, and it's not as as like rapid fire at times. I mean, you don't have a Ned Ryerson in this. Uh, at best, Tim is our Ned Ryerson, right? Uh, but that you know, that's not Stephen Tobolowski. You get Stephen Tobolowski being like, "I'm a writer, I'm a writer, I'm a writer." Like that, I'm he's right, hilarious. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, he's great. So yeah, no, I, I think it's fair when you're comparing them to not to not see this on the same level. But I think this mm-hmm. is trying to do two things at once. Whereas that's just a comedy. This is trying to be horror and a comedy. Um, and that those two can kind of cancel each other out from time to time. If you want to try to do the horror and you're still doing the comedy, then it's slapstick. And mm-hmm, this doesn't right. fall into that. It still tries to do the horror action scenes. Yeah, it does, man. And, and you brought up another thing about this movie that I hadn't really considered that is sort of a, a juxtaposition to a lot of other horror flicks where... We typically have that, you know, mean, snotty girl being one of the first to get killed in a lot of these flicks that are similar to this, Uh but in this movie... Yeah, so she is the mean, snotty girl at first, and she gets killed, but then she becomes the final girl. She becomes the good girl and survives. Like... It's it's like the the journey from the first kill to the final girl type of thing. Yeah, it is right. Yeah, she has she has to learn to be a final girl, which is another connection to the final girls. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I like how along the way too, man. Especially, I think it's one of those like last kills there when she's dealing with the serial killer guy, and she realizes like shit, like I have the opportunity to get a jump on this killer and stop this time loop, but 
Yeah. The dude has already died, so if yep. I don't reset, he stays dead. Yep. Like I like that she's figuring out kind of the game mechanics of what's going on here. That's cool yeah. to me. And she's like, well, I have to fucking die. She pays a lot more attention than a Phil Connors. She pays yeah. way more <laughs> attention to how the world works and the rules. And yeah. So that, that does, again, it keeps us on her side all the time because she's smart and she does the things we would do. And when she, you know, is getting killed, the kills are happening all over campus. It's almost like she couldn't have guessed where the person would be because we find out there are two people and they're obviously both just after her. Yeah. So, yeah, I I think that all that kind of serves to make the character relatable throughout. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing that I wanted to complain about here uh-huh. is that the that the movie isn't scary. Like it's not. you're watching the movie yeah. and it's really not like super tense. You're yeah. never really jumping out of your seat or anything. But here's the thing. Like making it not scary and leaning into this being a horror comedy, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, this is the only way to do this. Right. Because whenever you're presenting this reality where getting killed is completely non-consequential it's completely immaterial it's like she got killed so what you know she's going to wake up the next day it's like Uh you you can't even possibly build up suspense other than the very first time which they do a good job with that right they do a good job like with the tunnel and shit like that's like you know what's coming because you're a horror fan you're like oh well she's gonna get killed and then she does and then that's yeah that's when you can't do the surprise anymore so now yeah. every time yeah if you're trying to do the surprise no t- there's not going to be any tension everybody knows yeah yeah you're right at uh-huh. best it's just going to be a jump scare of like oh he jumped out of a closet i wasn't expecting that right oh no she died i know exactly what's going to happen she's not dead she wakes up tomorrow right yeah. which is to say today like you, you can't possibly make that scary when you know that the person dying has no consequence at all. Yeah. So even that, I can't even really complain about that because it wouldn't have worked anyway. No. Yeah. That's a uh, absolutely good point. I, yeah. I mean, you know, a, a, a horror movie doesn't have to be scary to be good, but I think that's kind of what, I mean, that's what we're looking for, right? That's why horror fans are into horror. You want to be scared. Uh, but when the genre can, uh, when you know when it leans into comedy, it, it's rare that it gets to continue to be scary too. <laughs> like that, yeah. Horror comedies don't don't also get to be very scary, uh, except for maybe Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's that true, might man. be one of the few <laughs> that is still scary as, as it continues to progress because you're seeing all these weird creatures and you still don't know what's going on and you're still a little off guard then you find out about these fucking elder gods and shit and that doesn't help the situation yeah such a fucking awesome Uh i like this movie dude like i you know i don't love it it's not like a 10 or anything for me i'm not like dying to watch it again but i will i will definitely check this out again i'll definitely check out the sequel and i think oh yeah do Uh uh-huh Everybody involved did a fucking good job, and it, it honestly, the more that I think about it and the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, it was kind of exactly what it needed to be. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. You got any other further thoughts or anything about this one? 
No, I don't go ahead and slap a rating on it. I think, you know, as far as, as far as horror comedies go, it's not Tucker and Dale type of comedy or Cabin in the Woods type of comedy, but it's still funny when it tries to be. Uh, and yeah, it's not, it's not outrageously scary, but I think it embraces... The, I think even the mask design kind of tells you what you're getting into like totally something a little creepy but mostly silly um yeah and and i and i like i like the time loop element just in in its its own right like anytime i hear of a time loop thing i'm gonna watch it i i do think you know there are some some slight flaws and and things but they don't terribly bother me but yeah it's not it's not a perfect film and it's not one it's not one I'm going to watch a million times, though I didn't struggle to watch it a, a couple times for this. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say this is probably like a six and a half for me. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. good watch. I enjoy it. It's got its issues, but I, I really, really liked it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, I, I like that this movie just embraces that it knows that you know what you're watching. Like when yeah. it starts off with the uh, the production screen and it loops that, and it's just like, yes, this is a Groundhog's Day type movie. Uh-huh. You know exactly what you're in for. They're not trying to play this out like it's some original concept that you've never seen. And even, like we said, them name dropping Groundhog's Day later in the end of the movie just makes it very finalized. Like, yes, we know exactly what we were doing here. And uh, I, I enjoy it, man. It's, it's a fun watch. It's pretty easy to watch. It's not too terribly long. Um, I, I do think that the entire, yeah, motivation behind the kill, I, I think is pretty superficial and shallow, you yeah. know, it's like, oh, you're banging the guy that your roommate wants to hook up with. Like that's, yeah, that's pretty weak. I think there could have been a cooler motive going on there. I mean, even, even scream got real fucked up with why those killings yes, were happening. Did. That's yeah. pretty neat. Uh-huh. So I feel like this could have gone a little bit deeper there. But overall, still pretty fun time. I'm, I'm right there with you. Six and a half is what I was going to put on this as well. Awesome. I We absolutely agree. This is well worth a watch. Definitely, man. And we look forward to hearing what you guys think about this one over on our, our Facebook group and other social media pages. You guys can find all of those just by finding our link tree and going from there. Definitely join up that Facebook page. That is where we hang out and shoot the shit and share good memes and all the other good stuff. So hang out on there with your boys and all the other cool people that are part of the Dead and Lovely community. And also support the show on Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. This uh, right here was a patron uh, submitted episode. If you want us to cover a particular movie, head on over to patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely, become a $5 patron. And you get to submit a movie to the smoking bowl, and then we draw from the smoking bowl, uh, just like we drew Matt Palmer's submission "Happy Death Day" this Woo. week. Uh, and uh, Palmer, I barely know her. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, special shout out to, to Matt Palmer and Maddie Jones, who were gonna have a, a beer with me in Salt Lake, except that I got there way late. So sorry, we'll have that beer in the future. Um, but also, uh, we, we, we're going to have uh, definitely have up a uh, Patreon-exclusive episode within the next couple of weeks. Uh, as soon as uh, our micro- other microphone gets here, I packed it up. Don't know why I didn't just bring it with me. Uh, Emma and I are going to record a Treehouse of Horror episode, so be on the lookout for that. 
Good stuff are coming your way if you sign up today to that Patreon page. So be sure to join up today as well as rate and review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you can review a podcast. Spotify works as well. Yep. Those things show up in those searches and help us out a ton. So be sure to drop us one of them things if you're feeling generous with about 15 seconds of your time. And be sure to tune in to next week's episode. We're going to be talking about a movie that I have been wanting to watch probably since we started the show and I've been like putting it off because I'm like, we'll do it on the show one day and then we just forget and we don't do it. And now we're going to do it. We're going to watch a, the beyond a, the beyond the beyond yes. a movie that I, I absolutely love and I'm excited to talk about. So, uh, do you think I like wait? it? I, yeah, I can't imagine you won't. I think you're going to be like, how have I never seen this before? sick yeah sick and i i just want to acknowledge for every single person who's been listening and is probably just steaming at this point the title of the movie is groundhog day groundhog singular just just groundhog there's only the one i think i've been mixing it up and saying both you've been saying groundhog's day (laughs) it's his day dude it's the day of the groundhog it's the his day. day. The groundhog sounds like a great horror movie. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So for anybody, I, I I'm gonna go ahead and guess one person out there was just like, "Why well, you keep saying it wrong?" I checked. It's Groundhog Day. Yeah. Well, eat shit. I was homeschooled. <laughs> How about that? How about them apples? Huh? <laughs> Stick them apples straight up your ass. Hey, you got a problem with it? Send in your fucking receipt. I'll give you a refund on what this fucking podcast costs you to listen to, asshole. How about that? How about it, huh? Four, two, three, Talbot, Tennessee. Woo! <laughs> Eat shit. No one has ever said that before. <laughs> you just entirely... I'm making it a thing. Four, two, three, Talbot, Tennessee. I really need someone to get a big four, two, three neck tattoo. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Talbot. Don't dare me. Mm. Don't dare me. Four, two, three. <laughs> in the fucking house. Well, be sure to tune in next week. Uh, I hope that I will enjoy this flick. I Just knowing what I know about it, I'm sure that I will like you it. Will. It is a yeah. crazy, weird 80s horror yeah. flick, so I'm sure that we're going to enjoy it. But yeah, tune in next time. We'll be in that holiday season. Maybe by then I'll have decorated a tree. Hopefully oh, this year yeah. I won't have gotten um, horrific food poisoning from expired <laughs> eggnog. <laughs> That's something I'm aiming to not repeat this year, okay? I also hope that I do not get horrific food poisoning from expired eggnog. That was the worst, dude. Last Christmas was the (laughs) worst. Oh, my God. It was terrible. terrible. You know what? I I just, unrelated, I just watched a video on aging eggnog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can age it if you've added booze to it. And And that's the problem is... Like this shit didn't have no booze no in it. Booze, it was yeah. just normal, like something that some fucking square would drink. But yeah, I've heard <laughs> about this. You can you can age eggnog like a year plus. Yeah. What's, uh-huh. what's it do to the fucking flavor? Apparently, it just it just like mellows out a lot of the sort of alcohol flavor and kind of gives you more of the the nice flavors of the alcohol themselves. So if you're using, the, I get I, I think the normal combo is is a a whiskey a cognac and um a rum those those good flavors if you've used a good liquor are going to be more prominent 
and more melded together. Hmm. All right. All yeah. right. I don't know. I don't know. I've not had an eggnog since then. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll it'll be a little while before I, I take another swig of that one there, but maybe I'll give it another shot. We'll find out, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Please. I love an eggnog. All right. I I, yep. I think eggnog is like one of the best things about the Thanksgiving to Christmas season, other right. than pumpkin pie. Mm, yeah. Pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, all right. You guys tune in <laughs> next week for the, the Beyond episode. Hope everybody out there is doing well and having a enjoyable Honda Days. Um, <laughs> Lexus, was it December to remember? December to or, remember. Yeah, it's coming <laughs> Toyota-thon, up. Toyota-thon, uh-huh. whatever it is you're celebrating, guys. Uh, <laughs> hope everybody out there is doing well. We'll catch you guys next time. I've been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. We've been dead and lovely. Bye. <laughs> Ben, uh, you know, we had the meetup just a few weeks ago, and that's a mind-blowing thing to think about, that it was just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we had the meetup, and uh, <laughs> our our pal Brandon Wood had this idea that he thought would go great for one of these stingers here, and I, I couldn't help but agree with him. Okay, let's play it out. All right, so <laughs> what if Mickey Rooney got into the mac and cheese game okay that's right like where this is going Mickaroonie and cheese Mickaroonie and cheese <laughs> it sells itself come on who wouldn't buy that i think that is a great idea because when you are it's like you know it's like paul newman's own or whatever uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah you, you got know. the brand attached to the celebrity it's always a good setup yeah, yeah. And, you know paul newman known for having a handsome face well, you know put True. mickey rooney on a bottle yeah so that way his face is there on the package <laughs> which will help sell that'll entice people the yeah Ma- the mickey mickey rooney and cheese I mean, whenever I see that guy's face, I say to myself, man, I could go for a bowl of enriched elbow macaroni and powdered cheese. For sure. Absolutely. And listen, since I won't have, I have this written down and and I'll have no other use for this ever. I'll, I'll just throw this at you too. You ready for this? Yeah. All right. So I have this idea for a cut scene in When Harry Met Sally. Whenever Meg Ryan is doing the fake orgasm, right? Sure. And then, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the old lady says, I'll have what she's having. All right. Cut scene where there's a nun there and she says, I won't have what she's having. <laughs> <laughs> Uninterested. Pass. <laughs> I won't have what she's having. That's a funnier line. It is. You know? It is. That would have been better. That's, a, that's like an airplane line, though. That's like naked gun shit. Yeah. <laughs>